Shabbat Shalom. Today's Torah reading is, ex I'll be reading Exodus 32 sections of it. The uh, title of the reading is called Ki Tisa, which comes from the first words when you take, about taking up a census. But this is not what we're going to be talking about. What we're going to talk about is the golden calf, or what I would call the apostasy of Aaron and the children of Israel. First there was the sons of Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, offering strange fire. Then there was Aaron himself going full-on apostate. It's a sad story. Many times during times of stress, or unusual circumstances, we can sometimes see the actual person coming out, which is probably why the Lord has us go through tough times. Because um, in this case, Aaron did the people of Israel, when Moses was delayed, people of Israel went to Aaron and said, make us a calf, because we don't know what happened to Moses, who was still on the mountain. And instead of rebuking the people, asking them to repent, and then bringing them to the word of God, he did what they asked. Aaron was weak. He didn't just make a mistake. He left the building. He just got up and left the building. You know, it talks about uh, so-and-so has left the house. Aaron, under stress, just got up and left the house. He went apostate, he lied, he made excuses, he blame shifted, and he wouldn't take responsibility. Now, it's interesting that uh, before I read, I came across a video yesterday while I was taking a break at work by a, a pastor who has a podcast with two other people, and he did a 30-something, 38-second video talking about how he's lost track of the number of people that have gone apostate because they're so busy in their effort to find common ground with people, what they're actually doing is blurring the lines. And it's necessary to have lines so that you know which side is light and which side is darkness. But what they do is they blur the lines and what ends up happening, in almost all cases, is the person that blurs the line crosses the line. The person on the other side doesn't cross, not, doesn't necessarily cross into the light. The person blurring the line crosses over into apostasy, and it's something we've seen a lot of. So I want to read Exodus 32, starting in verse 1. Now when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, the people assembled before Aaron and said to him, Come, make us a God who will go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up from the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. I find it fascinating they speak of him as in the, the third person. <laughs> like he doesn't even exist. This Moses, this figment of your imagination, you know. Aaron said to them, tear off the gold rings which are in the ears of your wives, your sons, your daughters, and bring them to me. Just no hesitation. He just like 
Okay. Then all the people tore off the gold rings which were in their ears and brought them to Aaron. He took this from their hand and fashioned it with an engraving tool and made it into a molten calf. And they said, This is your God, O Israel, who brought you up from the land of Egypt. Now when Aaron saw this, he built an altar before this, before it. And Aaron made a proclamation and said, Tomorrow shall be a feast of the Lord. So the next day they rose early and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings, and the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. In essence, what Aaron in his mind did like what's called syncretism. He started blending pagan philosophy with biblical philosophy and thought the Lord would bless it which didn't happen. Verse 7, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, Go down at once, for your people whom you brought up from the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have quickly turned aside from the way which I commanded them. They have made, it, they have made for themselves a molten calf and have worshipped it and have sacrificed to it and said, This is your God, O Israel, who brought you up from the land of Egypt. The Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people, and behold, they are an obstinate people. Now let me alone, now then let me alone, that my anger may burn against them, and that I may destroy them, and I will make of you a great nation. Then Moses entreated the Lord his God and said, O Lord, why does your anger burn against your people, whom you have brought out from the land of Egypt with great power and a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians speak, saying, With evil intent he brought them out to kill them in the mountains and to destroy them from the face of the earth? Turn from your burning anger and change your mind about doing harm to your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants to whom you swore by yourself and said to them, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heavens and all this land of which I have spoken I will give to your descendants and they shall inherit it forever. So the Lord changed his mind about the harm which he said he would do to his people. Verse 19. It came about as soon as Moses came near the camp that he saw the calf and the dancing and Moses' anger burned and he threw the tablets from his hands and shattered them at the foot of the mountain. He took the calf which they had made and burned it with fire and ground it to powder and scattered it over the surface of the water and made the sons of Israel drink it. Then Moses said to Aaron, What did this people do to you that you have brought such great sin upon them? Aaron said, and this is like the... Um, the epitome of really bad answers. Do not let, Aaron said, do not let the anger of my Lord burn. You know the people yourself that they are prone to evil, blame shifting. For they said to me, make a God for us who will go before us for this Moses, the man who brought us up from the land of Egypt. We do not know what has become of him. I said to him, whoever has any gold, let them tear it off. So they gave it to me, and I threw it into the fire, and out came this calf. 
That's probably the most ridiculous statement anybody could ever possibly say, and it probably shows the level of his deception that he honestly thought Moses, let alone the Lord, would, bl would believe it. So I want to leave with this, this thoughts. While I was studying this, it occurred to me that in many ways, we, we can't, as a body of Messiah, can't get too cocky. Because in many ways, and in many congregations, we have done the same as Aaron and the children of Israel. We have incorporated foreign and pagan practices into our worship and services. We've incorporated new age and new thought practices, Hindu worship concepts and ideas, and called it relaxation techniques. Biblically, the ends do not justify the means. We've incorporated political philosophies instead of practicing repentance. We do all these things and much more and then wonder why our society is under judgment and God's wrath as well as under why the body of Messiah is powerless and ineffective nowadays. Maybe it's because, like Aaron, we've gone apostate. We've left the building, the sanctuary. We've abandoned God and become pagan. Maybe it's time we've repented. Amen.